Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp. Welcome back to episode, I, I can't even remember what number it is, but we are back again another Wednesday on time. I know you guys are proud of me, not getting the stomach flu again, but we are back in full effect. Um, let's see here. Today, we have a lot in store. We just got done with the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So much in store there. Um, we had some breaking news middle of the afternoon today with a head coaching vacancy. Um, Joe Burrow, well, we're going to talk about him. You know, is it his time? Is it not? Um, we have a Hot Takes NBA Edition Part 2. And then the finale, Best Trade Destinations for James Harden. Yes, James Harden would like to explore his options. We're going to jump in, jump into that later in the show here. <clears throat> Let's jump into it. Right off the bat, breaking news, middle of the afternoon, Sean Payton stepping away from the New Orleans Saints. What does this mean for the Saints? Does, are, are they going to go back to the Aints era? You know, back in the 90s when they were the most pitiful team in football, fans had paper bags over their heads. They were disgraced to the league. Sean Payton was really the only thing that brought him out of the depths, and same with Drew Brees. And now, you know, if... Sean Payton doesn't retire, Um, you know, he announced he was stepping away, and most of the time that means retires, most of the time that means they're hanging up the the coaching cleats, per se, the metaphor, I guess. Um, You know, Sean Payton would be an excellent, I mean, we haven't really seen Sean Payton elsewhere beside, you know, without Drew Brees, and when he's had, you know, he had Jameis Winston this year. Uh, the year before, mixture, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, just like this year. Um, we haven't really seen um, a Sean Payton without Drew Brees. And, you know, does does this really affect both of their legacies? The coach and quarterback kind of go hand in hand. You know, it's been brought up with the Bel- Belichick-Brady situation all their careers. You know, is Belichick good without Brady? Is Brady good without Belichick? One of those is proven. Brady is obviously good without Belichick, and I think Belichick's moving along. They're both insanely good at their jobs, and that's why they won, you know, five, six rings. I forget how much. Brady has six. Belichick has five rings, so they kind of went hand-in-hand there. But Sean Payton and Drew Brees had that one one ring. They've been, you know, kind of top of the NFC. Um, close to every year they've been together almost. Um, we haven't seen – we've seen a few – hit or miss years with the Saints, but um, the legacy of them both, uh, you know, mostly just for Sean Payton to have his quarterback be there his entire head coaching career, and now gone, and now Payton says, I'm also out, that was my guy, I don't have him anymore, there's really no point in coaching if I don't have, you know, my main guy, so he's hanging up the coaching cleats, but if he doesn't retire, we could see a few other spots. Um, I see the Dolphins, for one. I see a, a very similar offensive scheme between the two. You know, they have the passing sets out of the shotgun, RPOs, a lot of, you know, they run a lot of stuff with Alvin Kamara. The Saints basically built around Alvin Kamara after Breeze left. Um, you know, Kamara struggled to stay healthy, but they ran a lot of out-of-the-backfield screens, a lot of dump-off passes, you know. That's kind of what Breeze's game was, and he was excellent at it. And that's what the Dol- I'd see the Dolphins doing that with Tua, um, getting their weapons besides the quarterback involved more. Um, I could see, you know, the Bears. Um, they just signed a GM today, young, 
young guy, uh, former Chiefs director Ryan Foles, I believe. Ryan Poles, that's his name. Um, former Chiefs assistant director of player development, something along those lines. But Bears seem to have a fresh start with the GM. Um, they need somebody to de- develop Justin Fields. What better guy to do it than the man who developed Drew Brees? I mean, where can you go wrong there? Uh, Sean Payton, very good offensive mind. Um, Bears have always had their defense in check, so I could really see the vacancy being filled by Payton if he's not retiring. Um, Other places, you know, Dolphins, Bears, and that's really only the two I could possibly see. Um, The Giants, they have a good young core, but... um, I think they're going to hire someone young, take it a new direction there. But Sean Payton, hanging up the hanging up the coaching cleats, he is now stepping away from football. What this means for the Saints, um, we'll see how they bounce from here. Um, will Sean Payton go somewhere else? There's a lot of questions. Um, his legacy, is he you know a great head coach or was he just Breeze's you know figurehead? It, there's a lot of questions with this. Um, if Sean Payton's officially retiring. Great career. You get a Super Bowl win under your belt, and you're a very winning head coach overall. So, yeah, that was the big story today. Just broke around 1, 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So, um, yeah, we'll see what this means. Anyways, the the segment I did last week, I talked about where I was right and where I was wrong with the NFL playoffs. Here, I have two points right now where I'm right, and I lose a point for where I was wrong with one of my takes. So, Let's see where I was right. The Bucks would go down eventually. I've been saying it all year long. Their inconsistency will kill them. And we saw their inconsistency shine through for the first three quarters of football. The last fourth quarter, the, the fourth quarter of the Rams-Bucks game was goat talk. That's just the goat being the goat. Tom Brady, um, I've said this from the beginning, the, the reason they're going to get anywhere is because of Tom Brady, obviously. Um, their defense sold. Um they couldn't get anything going with the run game offensively. Um, the receive, Really, the only receiver that got open was Mike Evans, um, Scotty Miller a few times. But they would go down eventually. I did predict that correctly. I said the Rams are a completely different team than the Eagles. And there I was right. Um, they, were in, they were a new beast. Uh, that first three quarters of football was so dominant from the Rams. Um, yeah, the Bucks' inconsistency just kills them. Called it from the beginning. That's where I was right. Where I was also right was the Chiefs would hedge off the Bills. That game really could have gone either way. Um, you know, 13 seconds left. Bills take the uh, field goal lead. And in the end, it's Patrick Mahomes pulling off a miracle. You know, you got the fastest guy in the NFL, Tyree Kill, and then you have the best route running tight end almost of all time, possibly of all time. We'll see in the end, though. But the Chiefs. Hedged off the Bills. Uh, I saw them getting a regular season revenge game here in the playoffs, and they did. But in the end, it really could have gone either way. Whoever was winning that coin flip was going to win the game. And if we can talk about that coin flip controversy, a lot of people, I've seen, you know, Twitter blowing up. The NFL overtime rules are ridiculous. Um, I, I'm not personally saying that. I'm saying people, you know, buzzing about the overtime rules, you know, seven out of the 11 games that. Uh, went into overtime this year, were decided on the first possession. So, um, you know, college does it a really good way. It gives both teams a fair chance to score. Um, I don't know how the NFL would take that. I don't 
think they I think the NFL sees the college overtime rules as kind of unprofessional starting them at the you know 35 yard line no kickoff um it's kind of backyard football but it's the fairest way to do overtime um defense wins championships in the end you can't be mad about the rules the rules didn't win the game uh the defense bills defense killed them there in the end uh chiefs defense almost killed them in the end so it's basically decided on the coin flip i think whoever got the ball there was going to score and unfortunately for the Bills fans and Bills Mafia, the Chiefs got the flip, and the the best offense in the NFL showed why they were. Um, my wrong point, <clears throat> kind of, uh, you know, all around the globe wrong. Everyone thought the Packers were going to win. I can't be the only one. Come on. Uh, but the Packers lost. <laughs> uh, as a Bears fan, this is just very bittersweet for me. Um, Aaron Rodgers, most likely out of the division, along with Devontae Adams now, taking his talents elsewhere, but the 49ers pulling off the big win in the cold. That's where it surprises me. Playing games in San Francisco in the hot heat all year long and then going to, you know, zero-degree Green Bay. Um, you know, the run game really won them the game because, they first of all, they have the best left tackle in football, Trent Williams. They have the probably the best offensive line. Um, it's funny because they have the worst special teams in the league, uh, dead last in like special teams turnover efficiency and they block a punt and a field goal in that game so uh, that was Green Bay's game to win that was they had the weather on their side they had an, they were going against an inconsistent quarterback um, all they had to do was play defense and let Rodgers do his thing it's in the cold it's not like it's his first tour in the cold that game definitely should have gone to the Packers, but the 49ers continue this miracle run. Um, they're becoming elite middle of the playoffs. I posted on my Instagram story, uh, the Drake's Corner Instagram, if you haven't followed it, go follow it, that the 49ers were becoming elite in the middle. You see, you see teams develop middle of the regular season, kind of Colts did it. Uh, they lost it towards the end of the season, but we've seen teams develop over the regular season. It's rare to see teams like this become elite middle of the playoffs, playing games against top-tier teams. Niners have faced the Cowboys and now the Packers, two of the most balanced uh, teams in the league, and they just made the best of it. It's all run game, too. It's amazing. It's old-school football, defense. Um, we'll see uh, the the 49ers-Rams game. Uh, Packer or not uh, Chiefs and Bengals that these games are going to be thrillers again um, you know I didn't really touch on the Bengals Titans as much but um, you know I kind of had a feeling Joe Burrow was going to do going to do his thing I think Joe it was going to be a quarterback battle in the end and the Bengals defense surprisingly came up and won them that game um, you know it's surprising to see you know on paper you don't see the Bengals as a top tier team uh, defensively. If you look at their secondary, you'd be like, oh, these are middle-tier guys. If you look at their linebacking core, probably can't name most of them. Um, but they do have an elite safety, but most of the other people on their defense, you can't really call elite. They have a very good scheme, though, a great scheme against Derrick Henry. Um, they force three interceptions, and we'll see how their defensive scheme plays up against the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, that's going to... it's. Big rematch of the regular season. If you remember the Bengals-Chiefs game, that was absolutely ridiculous. Could have gone either way. Um, but the Joe Burrow caught, that's where he caught his momentum, right after that Chiefs game. Um, 
Now, that's where I want to talk about next. Joe Burrow, is it his time? I don't think it it is his time just yet. Joe Burrow will be a Super Bowl champion and probably a regular season MVP here in the near future. Next five years, I would say, um, they're slowly becoming uh, a Chiefs-level offense with Jamar Chase. Uh, They have a great running back in Joe Mixon. They have a great receiving core with Boyd and... um, few other guys I can't name right now. They're not coming to my head. But um, they do have an elite offensive scheme. They know they have great route runners. Joe Burrow's a slinger. Um, defense on, their defense on paper needs work, but they've done everything perfect to a T for the talent that they have. Um, yeah, for right now, um, I think this is the Mahomes-Josh Allen um, kind of era in the AFC. Joe Burrow, and I think Lamar Jackson as well will jump into the mix here sooner rather than later. Um, But those four guys, Mahomes, Allen, uh, Burrow, and Lamar Jackson, all four of them, it's going to be a battle for the AFC for the next 10 to 15 years between those four. Uh, Yeah, so Joe Burrow, I think it's Mahomes' time. I'm calling the Chiefs right now 38-28 to win against the Bengals. And on the NFC side, I'm calling the Rams win 20-13. to It'll be a touchdown win. Uh, we'll set up a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl. And, yeah, that's my predictions. Uh, maybe a spoiler. Maybe a spoiler. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, with Joe Burrow, not his time yet. Um, it will come, though, in the next five years. Give him a season MVP or a Super Bowl win. One of the two. Uh, you know, I just touched on the Packers. Top destinations. For Aaron Rodgers, rumor, you know, he posted on his Instagram story uh, right before the regular season started with Devontae Adams that it was the last dance. You know, I've touched on this before. It's the last dance. Basically, you got to think it's the last season or he's out of Green Bay. And, yeah, that's the most likely it's going to be. Um, top destination, I see, number one for sure, Denver. Uh, West Coast, Rodgers has made it clear that um, he wants to be in the West Coast. Uh, they have a very young receiving core, celebrity lifestyle. He can live it there. Um, they have a young running back. Defense has always been a shining point for the Broncos. Um, Denver, number one spot for me. Uh, the, I think the smartest option for him, you know, it's on the East Coast, but um, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, Super cal- Super Bowl caliber defense, young receiving core just like the Broncos with Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson, uh, much more mobile precise Roethlisberger is what Mike Tomlin means if they have Roethlisberger they'd be in the AFC championship or if they have Aaron Rodgers they're in the AFC championship with that squad Najee Harris as well great running back um but East Coast maybe not his thing let's jump to number three another West Coast team San Francisco if you think about it their only weak spot is quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo uh inconsistency in the midst of the West Coast spotlight that's where he'd be um, right in the middle of it, right in California, San Francisco. His dream team since he was young. He was always fond of the 49ers. He wanted them to draft him. If you oldies can remember back in whatever year it was, 04. Um, from, yeah, from when he was young, he's loved the 49ers. He's in the midst of the West Coast spotlight if he goes there. Um, and San Francisco really has a built team besides the quarterback position. Um, you know, they drafted Trey Lance, obviously, but um, with Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship now, Trey Lance might get shipped off somewhere, bring Rodgers in, 
maybe a Green Bay San Francisco swap for the two, let Garoppolo go in free agency. There's a million things on the table here. I see Rodgers definitely leaving Green Bay. I do not see him signing anywhere else besides um, I don't see him signing with Green Bay at all. Zero percent chance. Calling it right now. Um, you know, with Devontae Adams, too. I'll touch on him next. Touch on it. Okay. Be quiet, you guys. Uh, I'll touch on that topic next episode where his best trade destinations will be. Um Talking about old quarterbacks here, different destinations. Tom Brady, maybe maybe the destination for him is the retirement home. It's been reported that he's been mewling his retirement, his options. Um, there's a quote I saw this morning uh, when I was scrolling through Facebook, like an old ass. Um, it basically said, uh, you know, my wife doesn't like seeing me hit. Uh, it hurts her to watch me get hit at the age I am. He's 44 years old, um, and he basically was saying father time always wins in essence um he wants to be a family man uh family matters was basically what he was saying Fam- that family is his number one thing and if his wife and kids don't want their they ba- he basically said in the interview they want their dad home and tom brady um you know the thought of him playing till 50 uh it's a fun thought to have but no no grown man's body at 50 is built for taking you know ruthless hits from 300 pound linemen um it's a fun thought to have he looks good for his age let's not get that wrong he just won a super bowl uh he can't really do much more i think you really he's really doesn't need to prove anything else um he is the greatest of all time i think there's a decent chunk of people that believe that um so brady has broken a lot of quarterback records he has numerous super bowl rings almost all Super Bowl MVPs. He is set to go. Um, Yeah, we'll see if Tom Brady retires. He's obviously saying his family matters the most, as anyone should. Um, But we'll see with that. The Bills. Um, I can't help feel bad for the Buffalo Bills after that that loss. Um, Josh Allen deserves a ring more than anyone in the playoffs. That is my true belief. You know, you got Stafford. I hear Stafford here and there. He's had 12 years to leave Detroit. He just chose to do it now. Josh Allen's been building this team from the ground up since he came into the league, and now they're elite. And, you know, last year they couldn't get it done. If you watch Stephon Diggs, he watched the postgame celebration. It's a sad thing to see, and they were this close once again, and it's got to be heartbreaking. Ooh, I can't help but feel bad. I was really rooting for the Bills there. Um, I know I predicted the Chiefs to win. I was just being logical here, but as a football fan, I think the Bills should have won that game, um, you know, for ratings boost it's good to see something different here and there um but you know can't help but feel bad for josh allen and the bills uh yeah that covers most of the nfl for the most part um you know you got head coaching vacancies free agent buzz is going on um retirement rumors for tom brady trade destinations for aaron Rodgers. everything's kind of coming to into the facilitation here the super bowl is about to be here so we're close to wrapping up the nfl season and i wonder what i'm going to talk about ever and it's kind of scary but i'll figure something out don't worry anyway hot takes nba edition rapid fire here we go kyrie irving's part-time status will destroy the nets in the end it's not it may it's not you know it might no this is going to end bad harden's gonna leave he's pissed off kyrie is not gonna play half the playoff games all you got really got is kd and 
Um, you know, they have a decent bench. They have a few rooks in that center, Nick Claxton. Uh, but right now, Irving's part-time status is not is literally the definition of inconsistency for a team. You can't have that. Um, if he gets vaccinated, great, but it's not going to work out. And in the end, the Bucks will win the or the Bulls will win the East. So right now, I see the Nets finishing. You know, they'll win. They'll win a first round game and then get knocked out. For right, I mean. They're not a built-together team with Kyrie's part-time status and James Harden being pissed about it. There's no shame for James Harden being pissed about it. I would be, too. Uh, that's arguably the second-best player on the team, uh, the best top-10 scorer in the league, and um, it's a team game. He obviously wants his teammate there, so Nets destructive. The whole team's going to fall apart here in the end. Uh, sorry to bring a bad news hot take, but it's true. Uh, Chicago. Second one, Chicago is only a regular season team at the moment. Um, Lonzo Ball just went out with a meniscus injury. Um, you know, and we've we've seen uh, teams, you know, perform well after a star gets injured. I mean, last year with the Bucks, Giannis went out. Chris Middleton carried them through the Eastern uh, Conference Finals. Um, but right now, I just see if DeRozan or Levine or Ball go down, the whole thing goes to hell. Um, right? They just really remind me of the Toronto Raptors from uh, the East when LeBron was in Cleveland. They had DeRozan, Lowry, um, Dwayne Casey was coach of the year. Um, it's I'm a Chicago fan, obviously, and it sucks, but this is me being real here. They're a regular season team. I can't see them performing well in the playoffs right now. Uh, but a team that will perform well in the playoffs, the Cavs are building a real squad. They got Evan Mobley, Kevin Love with the veteran leadership, and Darius Garland and Colin Sexton are playing elite guard play. They are so young, and that squad is building up. Uh, you can't help but think that it's a free agent hotspot here uh, close to free agent time. Uh, we'll see You know how they play out in the East. The East is relatively weak besides the Bucks, uh, maybe the my Bulls and the Nets full-time employees but you know they could be a fourth or fifth best team in the east and maybe make a playoff run kind of like the Hawks did last year no one really expected the Hawks to make a run but they did in the end um so yeah the Cavs are building a great young squad I like what they bring to the table they have great defenders Garland and Sexton are cash guards right now uh Garland and all arguably an all-star starter right now so we'll see how that pan we'll see how their organization pans out here in the in the long run and in the playoffs um <clears throat> so that's the rapid fire nba take edition here we go finale of the show james harden best trade destinations we've seen him complain about uh Kyrie's part-time status um he'd like to look at options so here's the three best teams i think he could go 76ers, a Ben Simmons Harden swap. Get this whole thing over with. You get another elite scorer on the 76ers to pair up with Embiid. Uh, he's a great facilitator. And, you know, they have they have the squad to win. We've seen it. They've been in the East Finals. Um, they're very good. They're a chip away from being an elite team. Um, I think James Harden covers that for them. Uh, next team, the Mavericks, Luka Doncic and James Harden. Can you imagine the facilitating and scoring they'd have together? Okay, listen, when you have both of them on the same, when you have one of them 
on the team. They're most of the time it's going to be ball dominant. But when you ha- when you can have two ball dominant guys share it, it doesn't work in LA. But I'll tell you why it w- works in Maver in Dallas. Um, they're both facilitators at heart. If you get two LeBrons on the same team, it's going to work. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook's not a facilitator. Anthony Davis is a scorer. LeBron's a facilitator. Um, and it's not working right now. I could see two facilitators working on the Mavericks. Um, they put they put together a trade package with Porzingis, maybe a few picks. Boom, Harden. Uh, last but not least, the Nuggets. If you pair up Jamal Murray, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic, that is an NBA Finals caliber team. I don't know the cap situation, but that would be the maybe up there for best big three in best or in the West at least. Um, yeah, I think Jamal Murray and James Harden would be probably the best guard duo in the West besides Steph and Clay. Um, you know, I Jokic facilitator, Harden facilitator, Murray scorer. I think it could really work. Um, all those guys are hustlers. They love winning. The Nuggets know how to win. Uh, they were this close in 2020 in the bubble year. Um, if you get all of them healthy along with another scoring option, Harden can bring a championship to the table there. And that's really my opinion. Those are the three best trade destinations for James Harden. Um, yeah, that's 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 the show, everybody. Um, sorry, this was a really like opinionated episode and just me going through facts. Um, but, you know, that's where we're getting down to. I can only give my like opinion on things. Um, there wasn't really a ton of news besides a coaching vacancy and results that I can talk about. But anywho, thank you so much for watching. Um, I'm I plan on putting out another vlog style video this week. I couldn't last week. I got sick, as you guys remember. Um, but I plan to drop a video tomorrow and then on Thursday as well. So, um, yeah, or on Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, oh, it's Tuesday right now. Sorry, my head's getting all mixed up. Calendar issues, huh? And um, big news, sorry for the anou- late announcement, but I am planning, this is in the works, I am planning a kind of a website. Um, there's going to be my content on there, articles written by me. Um, so if you're interested in sports writing, shoot a comment down below. I'd love to go through details and everything open to everything if you want to do some nonprofit sports writing just for fun hit the comment section hit the my inbox you know where to find me um yeah thank you so much for watching everybody this was fun and i'll see you guys next monday Wh- wednesday sorry i can't talk peace